You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network. As we come at to you, another Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers exit interview. We are moving along nice. It's good to be back in the chair. Uh, first of all, quick thanks to Noah for last week. A fantastic job. I think all of our listeners would agree. Fat, fat, I'm apparently calling him fat now, fitted right into the role um, perfectly, like a like a shoe, a glove. I'm laughing at that. I should have edited that out, but I don't care. It's funny. No one's laughing. You're laughing. He's not fat. He's actually lost a lot of weight. I'm fat. There we go. But we're not here to talk about body size. We're here to talk about Survivor with the most recently voted out contestant, um, the eighth voted person out, and the first jury member, Desi Williams. Now, um, a very interesting vote. Uh, I think kind of it's a, they've done great editing this season in regards to a bit of a view of blindside. I really did feel that um, Joe was going home last night. And, um, nope, he didn't. Desi went home. So, um, good conversation here with Desi. She talks about whether or not it was a shock for her, uh, whether or not she, uh, had the opportunity to flip, uh, to save herself in the game. What the deal was with the, the vote going on at Tribal Council? Did no one notice the, uh, the limited, uh, the less vote, one less vote on the overall numbers? Um, and also making the jury and, uh, leaving the game with a bit of integrity. So great chat here with Desi. Sit back, relax, listen here to our exit interview with Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers eliminated contestant Desi Williams. Pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network, the most recently eliminated contestant from Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. Please welcome to the show Desi Williams. Desi, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Wish it were under better terms. Yes. Happy to yes, maybe. Chat with you maybe about, uh, I don't know, another seven or so weeks, perhaps, uh, you wanted to speak to us, I think. Um, it's kind of getting to that real pointy <laughs> end of the, the show. But I think a lot of us are still trying to work out how that even happened. I should be talking to Joe today, shouldn't I? How on earth did you go? That, that didn't make sense to me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, I mean, it does make sense to me, actually. I think, you know, from their perspective, I was the bigger threat at this point in the game. Uh, obviously, Joe was not doing well in individual immunity challenges, which was kind of the opposite of me. And on top of that, Joe had pissed enough people off that I think people felt like if by some stretch of the imagination he makes it to the final three, <laughs> everybody hates this guy. Nobody's going to vote for him. So he's not really a threat if we're looking long range in the game. Um, and I think the opposite was uh, true of me. I was doing well in challenges. Um, I was well-liked. And if I had made it to the final three, I, mean, I think there's a good chance that votes would have been thrown my way as opposed to someone else's. And it's kind of a, I guess, a badge of honour in many aspects to kind of when you're voted out in that way, isn't it? To be taken out as a threat um, and obviously when they've got that opportunity given that you did win the first individual immunity so they've clearly got that opportunity the second time around. So it, it did seem that Joe seemed shocked. It seemed like he was thinking, oh, people should think I'm a threat. Why are they taking you out? So, uh, it, I mean, Joe's reactions, I thought, was quite funny when that revote happened. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know if some of that was theatrics because I think both of us, uh, you know, we had had a conversation about, like, how are they voting? And I think both of us sort of had this thought of knowing that there was probably going to be a split vote and that they were splitting the names between me and Joe. I mean, I, I, I felt that way going into tribal council. I'm sure Joe felt that way going into tribal council. Um, and I think the bigger thing was like, we stay loyal to each other. And maybe that's really what he was more shocked about is that, you know, I kind of knew, especially in that initial vote, that I could simply write down Joe's name and it would keep me in the game another week. Um, but he had become the only person on the island who I felt I trusted. 
Um, and I, you know, am at heart a very loyal person. I have been lied to by several other people, <laughs> um, and you never see that in the game that I've had conversations about working with. And I maintain my loyalty loyalty to the one person who was being loyal to me. So, so it definitely crossed your mind then that that I mean that would have clearly saved you, Desi, if you I guess had have written down Joe's name. So I mean that that I guess crossed your mind. But as you were just saying, you just just you're a loyal person to Joe, the one person you could trust. So at the end of the day, you kind of do leave this game with the loyalty card still that you can mention. Right. And I, I, you know, I was very self-aware that that was the way to keep myself in the game. And that's really where the emotion came from, like after I was voted out, was that I very much knew the thing I could do to keep myself myself in the game. But I couldn't make myself do that one thing uh, because I got into a point where it was like, you know, you enter into that world of paranoia where you're in the society with these people and you're always watching your back and can't trust a soul. Mm. Um and I thought there'd be greater implications for my life outside of the game that I might have those same fears and that same mistrust when trying to reintegrate back into the world. That for me, it was like, you know what, I'm going to maintain, maintain true to who I am. And that's a loyal person. That way I can go back and be a sane member of society because this is 39 days and I've got decades left to live and i've got to learn to trust people and have you found that has been the case that people have kind of um i guess respected you for that decision i mean obviously it's only sort of been less than 24 hours since the episode has aired but in the initial reactions of kind of your vote out and you remaining loyal have you found that positive reaction so far from people yeah i have i mean particularly like other other survivor players and, and especially the people i played with um, so we've obviously had conversations since the game, and I've had that conversation with some of them, like, you know, please just remember that this is just the game and learn to trust again. Mm-hmm. Because that's the real thing that viewers don't see is that <laughs> you're in a society where you're being lied to 24-7, but at some point you have to reintegrate back into society, and that seems really easy to do and that you can separate reality from a game, but it becomes your reality. And, and when you're so used to people lying to you, you expect that the world is deceiving you. And, and that's hard because you have to go back to life and you have to keep living. Um, but this has been life for so long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, I'm sure the question that 150 other people have asked you in regards to the Tribal Council last night too, Desi, is uh, the little fact that there was a missing vote. Was it? Was there any questions about that? Because, I mean, it, it kind of did strike a lot of Survivor fans as kind of awkward, particularly someone like Chrissy, who, you know, kind of d- deals with numbers that it maybe wasn't raised. Was there anything raised about, hang on a minute, there's a missing vote, Jeff, what's going on? And so here's the thing about Tribal Council. I will... I'm very embarrassed to admit that I did not realize that there was a vote missing. I think had it been, you know, five votes Desi, five votes Joe, no votes left, it would have been very clear, like, oh, there's somebody missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the votes were so all, all over the place and I was still in shock about where all the healers had voted, that I didn't even realize um, a vote hadn't been read. Furthermore, like, we're on what's called lockdown. So... Once Jeff says it's time to vote, we can't even make so much as make eye contact with each other to indicate what we're thinking. There is to be no talking and no communication once we begin to vote. So even if somebody would have noticed it, I think we'll find out, you know, next episode when they show them getting back to camp. But that's the first time we're allowed to utter a word Mm -hmm. is when we get back to camp. So even if somebody noticed, it wouldn't have been brought up because it's 
against the rule. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was just interesting kind of um, sort of how that worked out. And I guess if nobody's noticed it, as you were saying, kind of with that, that shock and obviously the tie situation, I mean, Lauren's kind of really played that well, that she's kind of snuck that into a moment where maybe, and as you said, we'll see this next week, no doubt, in those initial moments of the next episode, that she's potentially lucked into a fact that no one's noticed it at all. It's worked out perfectly for her. I mean, how, how do you think you would have used such an, a, an advantage like that? And, and obviously trying to play it to a point where hopefully, as it seems, that maybe no one notices and then clearly you're going to have that extra vote to use uh, in the future. Right. I mean, the only thing I don't totally understand is, is why Lauren shared that advantage with Finn. That's a little bit confusing to me because she totally could have kept that under wraps and nobody would ever know who, who did that. Um, so that's really the only thing that confuses me. But I think she played it beautifully. Uh, I guess it was a risk because of that. Um, but I don't know. Maybe she already knew that votes would be all over the place at Tribal Council, and and she felt safe that nobody would would recognize. Mm. It, it was a bold move on Lauren's part. Um, but also, she couldn't have not used it, right? Like, she was yeah. the biggest idiot in all of Survivor history. She <laughs> don't take that advantage this far into the game. Yeah, very, so, very good point. I think it's a taking, <laughs> right? Even if it just gets you one more week in the game, it's like... You know, yeah, it makes sense. Exactly, exactly. Now, before we let you go, Desi, obviously, first jury member, I mean, do you kind of at least kind of also be able to leave the game? Obviously, it's disappointing, as you were saying, to leave when you do. But, I mean, is there kind of at least you've made the jury so you will get a chance to, to have a say of how this game will play out when it comes to voting for that winner at the end of this game? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, probably Jessica's boot last week was the worst place to be voted out. And and my mine isn't so shabby, right? So I think I... <laughs> I was sort of joking with my mom last night, but that I got voted out just in the nick of time to never look like crap on TV. I think my lips were starting to go downhill. You could tell I was, like, getting tired and starting to look haggard. Um, so I got voted out just in the nick of time, and now I get to go back on TV looking like a human being and clean and not still dirty and disgusting. Um, so it's great to still be a part of the game, and it's also great that now the world can see me like, oh, she actually you know, can look better than that. Um, although I was pleasantly surprised at how Thing I didn't like. I thought I looked way worse than I did on TV. Well, I have to say, Desi, from uh, from a perspective of a viewer here, and obviously a few, a few, a lot of our recaps, there were lots of comments from a lot of our recappers over the weeks that you were the most beautiful person out there on the island. So I just have to pass those comments on for a lot of our guests that have been on the show. But Desi, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Commiserations for no longer being in the game, but best of luck with everything moving forward. And we obviously are looking forward to uh, seeing how this all plays out over the coming weeks. It should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it, too. Thanks for having me. And a big thank you goes out to Desi there for a great chat, as well as the CBS for arranging that. Uh, Obviously, uh, as we say every week, we appreciate the fact that uh, we have these exit interviews even when we miss them. Um, but, yeah, we're obviously having a lot of fun being able to record these and bring these to you. Now, um, just a kind of a weirdish update. Not really weirdish update. I don't know what I'm saying weirdish. I'm apparently just not speaking appropriately in these intros and outros of this week's exit interview. Um, an update in regards to our recaps. Um, it's been a bit tricky for some reason in the, the last two or three weeks to kind of lock someone in for a recap. Now... Um, it just seems to be this case where every time we try to get someone on the show, we just get them in a wrong week and then we wait a week to get them back on. And then just, it's just a higgledy piggledy with scheduling. It's, it's kind of a mess of scheduling going on. So, 
Um, if you're wondering why there's always a lack of uh, updates in regards to who we've got on the show or surprise, there's no one this week, so we're going to have to do two episodes next week, and now it's an Ozlot reunion. Um, it's really just coming down to scheduling and trying to get things locked in. So uh, apologise to you dear Survivor fan listeners out there who are perhaps wondering what there's the, what is the deal with Jerry Seinfelding it? What is the deal with this going on? So, um, I mean, I've got to be honest, it's very frustrating to, to kind of have to be in this situation. I'm a planner. I like to have things planned forward in the future, have things locked in and kind of have things um, made sure that we know what's going on. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of been... A, it seems to be all come in the last few weeks and it's just been frustrating when it comes down to this. And we've also found that, too, uh, and this is disappointing to me, actually, because I'm really enjoying this season, uh, that a lot of people seem to be just not watching this season. A lot of Survivor contestants have kind of zoned out of this season and are not watching it. So um, it's a disappointment because, again, I'm really enjoying this season. So uh, we, I will say that as of right now, at the time of me recording this, which me posting this is within a 15-minute vicinity of me stopping recording of this, um, we do have someone semi-locked in to record within the next 24 hours. Now, uh, I don't want to say... I mean, I do, but I don't... Fuck it, I'm going to say. It's RC. Uh, <laughs> RC saying more from Philippines. Yay, spoiler alert. Um, and I didn't mean that it's sarcastic, yay. I do like RC, and I'm very excited to have her back on the show, because it's been a while. Um, I think since Blood vs. Water, or someone del Sur, maybe, since we've had her on the show. Um, but, yeah, I we're just trying to lock it in. We're trying to lock in the finer details. So, as soon as we have this locked in, the post will go up social media you'll have less than 24 hours to kind of get some questions in because it's kind of going to be you know done on the fly really quickly so um i'm about 85 percent assured that it's going to happen right now i've just got to wait for 100 confirmation from rc that we're going to lock this in and hopefully that means that uh, within 24 hours we can put this together and you can listen to it so stay tuned to our social media uh yes i'm going to segue this into you following us on social media which i'm sure you already do uh oz network just find us on facebook twitter um Everything else along those lines, uh, we're on Instagram, YouTube, you know the works. But, uh, yes, yeah, stay tuned. We will post it. If we do have it happening, bang, 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 you'll get those questions in and we'll get this, uh, this interview recap happening. We do have others lined up. Debbie, for example, is still hopefully on the cards. Debbie's kind of out of our hands because we have to rely on CBS to kind of, uh, lock that in for us because we have to kind of lock things in with sort of permission and all that sort of stuff. So again, we're just waiting for that, uh, other things to fall into place. We've still got a couple of winners that we've got lined up to get on the show so just stay tuned bear with us we're obviously getting into the final few weeks uh when it comes to um survivor heroes versus healers versus hustlers so we're running out of time to get these people on the show but um yeah we're not I guess used to kind of uh having some issues with getting people on the show so uh how things change how things change but uh we appreciate everybody listening to this thanks again to desi thanks again to cbs uh in regards to getting these again apologies to Noah for calling you fat i didn't call you fat i just said the wrong word um and thank you again to everybody listening i'm repeating myself my name is ben this has been the oz network we'll speak to you next time good night thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net